Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Any idea what they're going to do with it? With what? The kid. I didn't ask. It's against the Guild Code. They work for the Empire. What are they doing here? The Empire is gone, Mando. All that are left are mercenaries and warlords. But if it bothers you, just go back to the core and report them to the New Republic. That's a joke. Mando, enjoy your rewards. Buy a Campton Old Spice. By the time you come out of hyperdrive, you will have forgotten all about it. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we continue our review of Season 1 of The Mandalorian as I annoy Rob by not using chapters, and we talk about Episodes 3 and 4, The Sin and Sanctuary. (laughs) But first, he's the krill farmer that heads out in search of a mercenary to defend his village to my krill farmer, who joins him and won't take no for an answer. It's James. How are you doing, James? This is the way. It is. And he's the widow for some reason who's a crack shot and remains a mystery because there's literally nothing known about her. It's Rob. Rob, how are you doing? Chapter three, chapter four. I I protest. He is not the widow. The widow was fucking smoking hot. No, he is not the widow, sir. He is not the widow. If anything, he's the frog. Is widow. He's the frog that baby Yoda spit out. Yeah, that's that's why I made him the widow because his gaming tag is widow. Yeah, that's awesome. literally the reason. Like you're not. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. it. He he ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, I was just throwing <laughs> something up he's, there. He's 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 running on like two hours of sleep. His original gamer tag was Widowmaker, but yeah, eighty. He wasn't he wasn't good enough to really be a Widowmaker. <laughs> so no, I was, he just no, I was, he switched, I was, switched sides yeah. and, and made it into Widow. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, no. I got tired of. I'd get tired of writing the whole damn thing. Well, I'll be honest. I, just based on your performance in Star Wars Squadrons, that's, that seems like it's an accurate portrayal of what you hey, are. I do just fine unless I have to go up against uh, level 50s, and yeah, then it's like all, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, it's death all the way down. Death. Murder, death, kill. Uh, James, what's happening around CBC this week? Uh, this week around CBC, Katobophobia talks about... Working out their love muscle and porn addiction, I guess. I it's weird, wild episode of Katobophobia, uh, episode twenty three, love and porn addiction. Uh, check it out. Hashtag no fap. You know, is that Not a sure thing? what that is? Apparently, it's like an anti porn, anti masturbatory uh, movement. Sounds dull. <laughs> well, it is for Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, think don't subscribe. I think subscribe Rob's to public that enemy number one for no fap. Probably. <laughs> On BGA, uh, there's a brand new uh, there's a brand new podcast over there. Aaron, go check him out as they cover Forager on Steam. Apparently, this has nine out of ten uh, on Steam and four point seven out of five on Hopfrog. I don't know what Hopfrog is. Oh, that's the developer. I, look, this is this looks stupid, and I don't know why they're covering it. Cover squadrons, goddammit. Like, how many fucking times do I have to ask I, you guys to cover something before I just jump on there and do it my goddamn self? I, yeah, I think, think we're going to have to. trying to do that just to piss you off. I think we're going to have to well, take they, it over. Yeah. I, I, take I think over it's, BGA? Yeah. Yeah, I think the three of us. Yeah. No, not permanently. No, not permanently. No. Just for an episode so we can do yeah. squadrons. Are we recording the, that after this? No, we're recording something else after this. <laughs> and it's pro- hopefully without you. No, no, I have <laughs> I have the script. My name's in it. Uh, on Spoiler, They Die this week, uh, the Canadian chicks apologize to the world for being Canadian and continually putting out episodes on the wrong day. It's Thursdays, not Mondays. So check out uh, Spoiler, They Die this week uh, for that mea culpa from uh, our neighbors up north. 
Simply Stogies this week, I sit down with Lee Marsh, who is the co-owner, founder, and blender for Stolen Throne Cigars. There's also, a, <laughs> I have so much going on over there, it's not even funny. There's a uh, a new cigar review up, uh, at least if it's not up by this point, I, I someone should just fire me from, from doing the show. Uh, it's the Stolen Throne Call to Arms will be another one, hopefully next week, the Stolen Throne Oath Taker, uh, as well as an article that I wrote called the Top 10 uh, Boutique uh, Cigar Companies You Must Try. Uh, so check that out over there. Uh, Ice Forward March should have a new episode uh, coming out soon. And uh, I think that's, is that it? Yeah, no, there's Twitch. We have we have oh, that's right. Neil Skill over on Twitch. Go check him out. It's certainly not least. Like, check him out. He's fun. He's engaging. Honestly, guys, he's the only Twitch streamer that I watch because the rest of them I have, I just I don't care about. Like, I just don't. I don't care. He actually talks to you. He will make you feel welcome and engaged. So check him out at Captain Neil Skill on Twitter. Uh, Captain Neil Skill. You can check it out. CreatorBrainCandy.com. Uh, and if you'd like to apply for Rob's job, Please click the apply button at the top of creativebraincandy.com because I really need somebody to to step in and show up more than 30 seconds before we start recording. <laughs> and there's a rumor out there that says that uh, the uh, CBC peeps are going to be playing and live streaming among us in the near future with Captain Nilskill. So look forward to that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll do it, I guess, maybe, if that's a thing, but I, I'd rather. Play Squadrons? Yeah. Yeah. You might play Squadrons. Well, you're the first fucker getting voted off the island every round, so. You should I'm be. all right with that. Like, that's the yeah. way. I, this is the way. <laughs> what else do you want me to way. say? This is the way. <laughs> Rob, you got any news for us this week? Uh, yeah, so... Um, First off, uh, The Expanse, Season 5, it's coming out. Uh, official trailer came out uh, earlier this week uh, during the little New York Comic-Con uh, web thing that they did. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it is uh, coming out in December, December 16th specifically. So that Wait, be of this year? Good. Yes. Yes, yes. they okay. had it already. Uh, then yeah, you know what? Then you know what? Then then the world's going to end on December fifteenth, and I'll tell you why. Because nothing good is going to happen in twenty twenty, and <laughs> yeah, that would be good. You. Yeah, yeah. So December sixteenth, uh, season season five comes out, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I've got some time traveling news. Of course you do. Of course. About that uh, time. I know, right? Inverse.com uh, posted a little review on a time travel movie, and and let me. Let me tell you the actual title. The best time travel movie since Avengers Endgame. What the eh, fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen I didn't seen think that it. was technically a time travel movie. I didn't think so either, but whatever. Uh, the name of the movie wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. You didn't think Endgame was a time travel movie? That's specifically no, the was. fucking plot of the movie. Look, look, I'm nope. just trying to... Nope. I am just trying to agree with Crowley so we can move on and not go down some stupid rabbit hole as to why he <laughs> thinks it's not time travel. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah. So uh, the movie is called 2067. Um, it stars Cody Smith, Cody Smith McPhee. Spit it out, Junior. Yeah, he played uh, Nightcrawler in X Men Apocalypse. Uh, that's basically all he's really done. Wait, did people watch X Men Apocalypse? Uh, there were a few people. More people, more oh. people watched that than they did Dark Phoenix. Because Wait, Dark, Phoenix Dark Phoenix was Phoenix? awful. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So uh, it looks like this is on. Uh, Netflix? Netflix? No, I'm sorry. Video on demand. My bad. Uh yeah, it's video on demand. It's uh done by some indie indie uh group. Uh, Speaking of video on demand, not that I don't care about whatever the fuck it is you're talking yeah, about, Rob. Uh right. but Wonder you Woman's coming? I, I no. don't never. Wonder don't Woman know. might be coming to video on demand. That's the big Maybe. rumor right now. What? Yeah, but yeah, but there's no, there's no. Yeah, there's uh, nothing, there's nothing definitive nothing behind it. Yeah, yeah. I thought they bumped that to 2021. They did no. it first. They, they did it first. All the other DC stuff to 2021, yeah. but they and, did not bump that. 
Yeah, they haven't officially bumped it. They talked about bumping it, and then they talked about, hmm, maybe we should do video on demand just so that we can get something out this yeah, year. They need to get it out. They need money. Right. And that'll make mo- that's a money maker for them, and they know it. Yep. Hey, Last wait, one wait, I've since, got. Wait, wait, wait. Since, since I brought up superheroes, I, I want to make a case for something. I think the boys should be considered sci-fi because they're not technically superheroes. Uh, they're they're you know injected with a with a compound V, which is the, I mean that's Genetically, the catalyst. It's yeah, the yeah. Science fiction vehicle that makes them superheroes, quote unquote. Uh, which makes it more sci-fi than eleven twenty two sixty three. I I and just as sci-fi as Charlie. And just as sci-fi as Charlie. That's exactly yeah. right. So I petitioned the boys uh, to be put formally and officially on the giant list of sci-fi shows. I second petition the petition. Denied. Because nope, it's the same it. reason that we don't have Guardians of the Galaxy on there. It's a superhero first movie. No, it's not. It's actually anti-superhero. But yeah. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. You know what, listeners? You need to you didn't let Jason know that you want us to cover the boys. Right. That's what you need so to know. So if you want us to cover that, you need to go into our Discord channel under feedback and just put cover the boys. Or, you know, the boys plus one. Or Jason's wrong. Let's do the boys. Yeah, any of those, Either, any of those will work. Any of yeah. those work. Any yes. Of yeah. yeah. Um, my last one is uh, we've got a lot of Star Trek news out there. First off, um, Lower Decks had its season finale. Don't um, spoil anything. We've I'm just not, started watching it. Oh, I won't. Uh, okay. But they had their season finale. Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the the whole season, I thought that really? was pretty. I Spoiler: pretty They decent. all die. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it Are was they a pre- apologizing for being Canadian too. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a pretty decent series. Um, it's discovery slow to start. I'm not, I, it I don't does. want to spoil it for anybody. It gets, but it, it, get, it picks slow. up. It picks okay. up. All right. It picks up. How far are you into it? Two or three episodes, I think. Okay. Yeah. They find their stride and it ends up being a little bit better towards the end. A little There's bit a better. Of, that, you're not yeah. endorsing <laughs> this show it's at all. It's not a ringing endorsement at all, no. Sorry. It it becomes significantly better towards okay, the end. Okay, look, it, it's billed as a comedy, and there's only been a couple of times where I've chuckled it, or guffawed out loud. Like, the rest of the time, I'm like, okay, that's mildly funny. Yeah, it had some It had some nods. It's, it was interesting. It was interesting. Okay. Um, that, That's not... Just watch it, Crowley. All right, and then when you get done with that, you can move on to Star Trek Discovery because that's that's starting up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, after that, you can look forward to Star Trek Prodigy, which is another thing coming out uh, for young adults or young children or something like that. It's for the younger audience, and we're all excited about this because Captain Janeway is returning. Wait, is that the one that's going to be on Nickelodeon? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Why didn't yeah, they call this on... Why didn't they call this episode or this this series Star Trek Wunderkid? Wunderkid. Yeah, I don't know. Be, but because that would be a callback to the next generation uh when that scientist called Wesley the Wunderkid. And that like that was a big thing and that's where he, you know, because nobody like, would get that obscure reference except you. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Uh, it I, I think there'd be a lot in, of people that get it. No, no, just you. Starts in 2021. It's on Nickelodeon. I think it's animated, if uh, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, it's the second animated yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Janeway is coming back. So The Kate, voice, uh, just as the voice. Yeah, for, Kate Mulgrew. Like She's not going to be a regular, is she? Uh, from what I understand, uh, she will return to voice Janeway. It says... She will return to voice Janeway in the new animated series. Well, that could be um, just they a had cameo. A big, I don't, yeah, that could just you know, be I don't a couple think of episodes. I don't think so because they had a it was it was big casting news. They did a whole thing on it, uh, a whole They've press done release a whole and thing everything on it. When fucking Riker shows up, when Frank shows up to direct, or 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 Frank shows up as oh. as, as uh, Riker in in Picard, it was a big thing. So I I don't why would why would this animated series that revolves around obviously a smart kid why would it smart smart youth so this this is the this is the series where a bunch of kids steal an old starship uh an old starship an old starfleet starship right and go about gallivanting around the galaxy doing shit 
Maybe. I don't Wait, know. what? I haven't Wait. seen anything. So it's like it's like the movie Explorers? Yeah, I think so. Ex- except it's not a Oh, yes. This starship. is a new CGI animated show. Follows a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. Okay, well, that, yeah, no fucking thanks. You lost me with that description. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't know. No, no. That, what a stupid Star Trek series. That's not what Star Trek is about. Well, they're the they're fuck? pumping it out in volume now, so it's it's not going to be quality anymore. It's it's all about quantity. We're going to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Doesn't that mm-hmm. piss you off when they do that yes. to IPs? Yeah. Hey, speaking of, we should probably cover the Mandalorian. <laughs> we should. Yeah, we really should. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Yeah. Okay. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Mando is on his way back to Navarro with baby Yoda in tow when he gets a message from Chubbs to just take the kid straight to the client. He doesn't want a screaming toddler in his bar. Back on planet, Mando hands the kid over to Star Wars version of Vito Corleone and Dr. Mangula, but starts to feel twinges of guilt or (laughs) hunger, one of the two. The Godfather pays Mando his 20 pieces of silver and Mando heads down to the Mandalorian sewers to get some shiny new armor made. After admitting that he had his ass handed to him by a mud horn, it's determined that will be his sigil, forever immortalizing his failure to ever win a battle with any animal. He successfully convinces the armorer to hold off on the sigil and give him a cool new weapon instead. Decked out in his new Besker duds, Mando makes his way to the bar to get another gerb from Chubbs. Chubbs tells him to relax and not worry about the kid, but Mando's heart grew three sizes that day, and he decides to break the kid out of the nightmare he put him in. Mando disables their meager security system, and then blows a hole in a wall in the back to make his entrance. After wrecking all the stormtroopers that are brave enough to show themselves, he finds baby Yoda on a slab with a torture droid hovering above. For whatever reason, he doesn't shoot the evil doctor in the face, but instead disappears with baby Yoda, and continues to murder stormtroopers on the way out. He eventually gets surrounded, but that's okay, because thanks to Favreau's love of tiny homing missiles that kill people, he disables the threat, and makes his way to the street. Unfortunately, the bounty has been revived on baby Yoda, and all the bounty hunters in town have him surrounded. They are much more competent than stormtroopers, and have Mando pinned. But as is the way, all of the Mandalorians in town jetpack into the fray, because they aren't going to miss a good old-fashioned firefight. They give Mando cover to make it to his ship, and after shooting Chubbs in the chest, he flies away with Baby Yoda. They find a backwater planet with little population, and no industry to speak of, so basically Iowa, and decide to lay low for a few months. (laughs) At the local watering hole, Mando runs into former rebel Cara Dune. They do a little flirting in the form of a fist fight, and Kara tells Mando the planet is hers, and to fuck right off. This planet has a village of blue krill farmers who use the krill to make their booze, gross, and their clothes, and even their frogs as everything is blue all the way down. The village is regularly raided by the local ugly raider guild who trashes half the village, takes their krill-based goods, and then runs off back into the forest. The villagers have had enough, and go in search of a mercenary, with a heart of gold to defend their village. All they could find was Mando, so they hire him, and he came up a little short finding six <laughs> other mercs to help him defend, as Kara is the only other merc on planet. Mando and Kara decide to move forward without the gambler, the drifter, the hothead, the knife guy, and the greedy one. Kara comes up with a plan, and thanks to the power of montage, gives a bunch of villagers months worth of training in a single day. Kara and Mando stir the hornet's nest to start the night's festivities, and after a bunch of laser fire, stabby wooden sticks, and an obstinate ATST, the village defeats the raiders, and their krill farm is saved. Mando contemplates leaving Baby Yoda in the village, and moving on, Kara shoots a guy in the back of the head for pointing a gun at Baby Yoda, and roll Mando, and Baby Yoda heading off to another adventure, credits. Alright, so we are on chapters 3 and 4 of The Mandalorian. Mm. These are probably two of the best episodes in the series. Agreed. 100% agreed. There's there's a lot of homages to to other basically other shows, other movies that that make up these two episodes. Okay. Do you say so? 
Well, I mean, this is the way. On, on chapter four alone, I mean, that's that's basically a, a really pared down version of the Magnificent Seven or the Seven Samurai. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's yeah. a lot of nods to old west uh, western spaghetti westerns. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like it's really it's really evident in, in, in episode three. With the, uh, with the with the when he's the, trying to get out of the town shootout yeah yeah, yeah with yeah. the shootout with the, yeah. and then the what, Mandalorian I mean show. he yeah. knows uh, so I've got I've got a I've got two problems with that well, okay you have one, more than two problems shut up trust me <laughs> shut up the first my first big problem is so he blows up everything in that in that thing doesn't al- wait, wait wait he blows up everything what he blows everything up in the in the stormtrooper holdout right in the imperial no. holdout yeah. No. Well, no, he, didn't he doesn't blow everything up. He didn't blow everything up. He kills everybody. He kills right? most okay. everybody. Yeah, he doesn't he kill most the client. everybody. Yeah, but he kills. Well, he doesn't most, kill the doctor. He doesn't kill the doctor. Either. So do you think? So do you think the doctor ratted him out? How did the bounty? How did the bounty hunters? How did everybody think, else? Okay, I did. Was Werner Herzog in this in this episode? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah, he I was the one that gave him, him the best car. I mean, he, yeah. he took. Well, him, I knew that, but. But when he went back, he wasn't there when he went back. Right, he wasn't okay. there when so he went that's back. That's how he knew. But he let the doctor live, so the doctor would have told the client, told, and then the client would have reactivated yeah. all the fobs. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. That's exactly how it that, worked. Okay. All right. Well, did, so, did you not think that? Well, no. I was just wondering. Well, I figured somebody ratted him out, but I was trying to figure out who. But it then was the, the, the doctor, the doctor right. wanted the child. He wanted the child alive, intact. And to the point where he's like, even like he, the, I'm the only reason the kid's still alive. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but beyond that, even, even if the doctor had been shot in the face, he blew a fucking hole into one of their walls and just, and just trashed a bunch of stormtroopers. Eventually it's going to come around to the client. Hey, yeah, uh, he took the child. Okay. Right. So not that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but what I'm, that's what I'm getting it, at. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at is like he, he does it all. And then it's a matter of minutes and everybody's on his ass, which to me, if I go and blow up something and I'm causing hell and havoc and mayhem, I don't go walking down the middle of the road. You're also not Mandalorian. Like Apparently just not. Apparently <laughs> like not. Like you're not walking around in armor and blasters and like a complete badass. Like you would be, you would be the opposite of what I think of when I think of badass. Like you would be like ass bad. You no, you and Urkel from Family ah. Matters. Like that's that's typically like that's what I think of. The opposite, the antithesis of badass is Rob and Urkel. Uh, okay, thanks. You're welcome. I yeah, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> oh, God. Just go ahead and change. say it. Just say it, Rob. Just say it. I'm gonna change my haiku now. <laughs> well, good. You'll be quiet for the majority of this show, then, won't you? Why are you writing it? No, it's already written. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's ready to go. So I, the beginning of episode three really shows how void of morality the Mandalorian really is. Um, I mean, the fact that he's he started feeling guilty and actually rescued the child shows that, you know, he he had a major turn. But I mean, he was the one that put the child in the in that position in the first place, all because it was a bounty. All because he wanted the best car. That's the so that's the that's the driving force behind everything that Mando has done up to this point was to get best car. That's it. He wants the best car. So that he can, and it's not just about him. It's never been about just him. It's about him and the foundlings. Because every time we've seen him go to, uh, you know, the blacksmith. I don't know what the fuck her name is. The armor. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and get new and get new armor. And it, like, he's always like, some of this should go to the foundlings. Like every time. Sure. Because was he was a foundling, foundling himself. And yeah, yeah, he wants to continue that tradition. I, yeah. I understand that. Right. So I, I don't think that it's, he doesn't have a heart. I think it's easier for him to, I, to go after some of the, the bounties that he's gone after before. And he's so good at it. It's not that he's heartless. And then when he saw that it was a kid, I think even in the first, in the, in the, in the episode previous, the second episode, he was starting to have 
some uh, reservations. So I'm thinking I'm thinking he he's drawing parallels because in this episode they show how he how his parents died and he became a foundling. Um, you know, I think yeah. he's drawing parallels to that to this 50-year-old baby, right? Yeah, and I can see that, but yeah. he still trades him in for the best car and then is about to leave the planet with another bounty to try and forget about him. And that's when the guilt finally hits him. Right. I think well, yeah, at that point in time, to- yeah. And I think at that point in time, that's when it hits. I think that's when it hits him as far as, okay, you know, this kid is basically in the same predicament that I was and the Mandalorians yeah. saved me or, you know, this, this tribe saved me. I need to give back. Yeah, because the flashbacks he was having was was during the when when was during the blacksmith the, was fucking making his armor, right? So, yeah. so that's like that's when he really and then after he got the armor, what did he do? He went back to the guild to get another job, and before he left, he's like, "What are they doing with the child?" And and fucking Apollo Creed's like, "I'm gonna fucking die because of fucking Ivan Drago, asshole. What do you care about this kid for? <laughs> Don't worry about it." So. It's Chubbs. He's going to lose a hand to an alligator. Well, it's both. It's a save. It doesn't matter. This is the way. So, I mean, he cares. Like, that's why he went back. He could have taken time off. And I think that's why they had Apollo Creed say that is, hey, you know, go take some time off. Let me take you to the spa. Go do some spice. Like, just get fucking stoned and get the fuck out of here. Let go do something else because you've earned it. And he's like, that's why he went back. He didn't give a fuck about getting another puck. He didn't give a fuck about finding another another bounty. He wanted to find out what they were doing with that kid. So it was. I, I think that's when he had that. Uh, uh, that it, I don't think it was guilt. I think he was like, "Oh shit, he's my foundling. Like he's the one." And not to spoil anything that's coming up in later episodes, but I think that all gets fleshed out I, pretty well. I don't think he considers him his foundling at this point because he was going to leave him on that crow planet. Um, because he, I, he wants to keep him safe. He doesn't want the empire, well, yeah, the remnants of the empire to get to him, but right. I don't think he, I don't think he thinks he's his foundling yet. Otherwise he would keep him with him. I think, I think he thinks it's a, well, he's I being realistic. I mean, yeah. baby Yoda is not going to be wearing Beskar armor. I right. mean, that would and, be cute yeah, be and weird. I would buy, I would buy the toy. Oh, I would but, too. In fact, I've got more baby Yoda's coming the new ones that are coming out um but say that a little louder what i have new ones that are coming the, like the small ones so i could take pictures yeah. with cigars yeah take that's why with cigars yeah that's why yeah they're all sitting up here on my sure <laughs> they're all sitting up here by the ashtray that's got the saddest logo on it yeah yeah so uh yeah Shut <laughs> up. Uh, i have a thing for baby yoda anyway yeah. What were we saying? I lost my train of fucking thought, asshole. Acceptance <laughs> is the first step to recovery. <clears throat> yeah. I got a question for you. What in the fuck is an ocean dune? Um, it's a dune made of ocean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain how it's, that works? It's the opposite of sand dune. So, you know, a sand dune, it's rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. An oh, ocean dune is wet and moist and Not feels so moist. good on the skin. There's a lot of listeners right now that went, ah. Oh. God, I had to get the moist in there. The moist in there, yeah. I think what it is is I think it's dunes in the middle of an ocean. So, so like waves? Yeah. So it's sure. Sand, it's, it's waves of sand that get. That are constantly, I don't know. Do you want me to create <laughs> something on the spot? Is that what you're asking? I'm just asking. I don't fucking know. I don't know what the fucking ocean dude is. I'm trying to explain it to you. <laughs> so it's like sand. It's wet sand that constantly gets moved in an ocean, right? So it's dangerous. I don't fucking know. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Ocean dunes. Star Wars. ocean dunes is a resort in Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. yeah he oh, was going to Myrtle shit. Beach. Yeah, he was going to Myrtle Beach. Where, okay. That's gotcha. where he was going. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Cool. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Did you Google ocean dunes? No, I googled what is an ocean dune. You're I wanted such to just, a fuck. Why? Are I you? wanted to see what somebody had out there. I was curious. <laughs> oh Apparently, God. it's a it's a resort. In well, Myrtle if Beach. Star, if Disney wrote it, ocean right. dunes are probably a social justice warrior somewhere 
spouting all kinds of bullshit. Oh, for cares about. fuck's sake. God damn. <laughs> Um, was anybody shocked that a stormtrooper actually hit something? Uh, well, he, he was no. really close. Cause I figured it was bound to happen. No. Look, I get that that's like the ha-ha thing for all of Star Wars is that they're all terrible shots. But they're not. Like, they're just not. They can't be. If they were, the Empire would have never become the fucking... Like, they wouldn't have been able to keep the Empire. Quantity. So... It's all quantity. It's not, it's not the you Chinese throw, fucking military throw, mindset. You throw tens of thousands of stormtroopers at something, and they're all firing at once. Somebody's bound to hit something just by accident. All right, so there you go. Those are the guys that. Those are the guys. Look, this is this this guy, this Werner Herzog, whatever his fucking character's name. He can afford the, the clients. He was he, the client. He was an overlord of some sort in the Empire, a governor maybe. I don't know. Regardless. He's able to afford the best of the best. So these guys Spares aren't the guys no that are expense. hanging out on a space station that nobody ever expects to get fucking infiltrated by a group of rebels. I disagree because uh, we see that later on in the series. <laughs> God damn it. Shut the well, Stop spoiling things. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later on in a couple yeah. episodes. I haven't right. seen all of these episodes. This is how have new. you not seen all these He's episodes? Seen all these episodes. He's such a liar. You're such a fucking Urkel. You're such a turd. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> it is. Turd. Your mom says, "Watch your mouth." Your mom. Your wife says, "Hi." Okay, um, she'll be back in a little bit. Doesn't I, I don't even know how that makes any sense. She lives with me. You live no. in Texas, which is far away from the ocean dunes of Iowa. Oh shit! Corn dunes, corn, corn dunes, dunes. Yeah. corn dunes of Iowa. Um, one of the quabbles that I had with Chapter Three was why did the stormtroopers allow him to drop his shit instead of just mowing them down whenever they had their chance? I mean, I understand it was so that he could use his cool little rocket gauntlet because Favreau has some kind of hard on for a rocket, little tiny rockets that kill people. Well, maybe because he had baby Yoda and the last yeah. and the last uh, uh, order that they got was that the child stays alive. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. But he put baby Yoda down. They could have started firing at that point. No, no. Well, Cole- so think- look, look, you are running a risk of an errant <laughs> laser hitting yeah, that little child. Your, well, what they right, would have to do with your quality over quality fucking theory. <laughs> All they would have to do there. is start aiming at baby Yoda and baby Yoda's safe. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, doesn't wait. Doesn't uh, doesn't lasers? Um, doesn't the laser bounce off of the Beskar? It does. Right. So maybe they were afraid that it would bounce off of the Beskar and hurt baby Yoda. Well, I don't or think God it bounces off. Themselves. I think the Beskar no, absorbs it. Or no, I, I thought didn't I see saw any it, when it. Yeah, when it went off of his shoulder, he got shot in the shoulder. It kind of ricocheted a little bit past him. I don't remember him, I thought You could be right. I could be. Probably and monkeys could fly out of my ass at any minute. Fuck off. <laughs> Better start stretching. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's gross. So but gross. okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got an entire suit of Beskar armor except for his right leg. One leg. Yeah, one leg. Yeah. Okay, well, that seems to be a common theme in Star Wars. Look at 3PO. Yeah, that's One true. Arm, yeah, yeah. That that's what I couldn't figure out. I mean, he had so much there. It's like, well, okay, I'm not going to give three bars to the foundlings. I will give two and a half because I need a leg piece. Again, it's a theme in Star Wars. I don't know what the theme is. I don't care to know what the theme is. But three PO, I'm sure it's like a nod to three PO in some kind of weird fucking way. Like, uh, look, he's his armor is different, and just like three PO's legs always different. Like, so all you have to do is aim up. for his right leg. That's because that's his vulnerable spot. Everybody's got. I would argue. I, I would argue that his heart is the vulnerable spot. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh. oh my god! <laughs> Baby, how much did that hurt? <laughs> a lot. You have no idea. Just to get that out of my fucking mouth, like it hurt. Oh god, like it physically painful. Wait, like like monkeys flying down to your ass hurt? No, no, less painful than that. Less painful. Okay. Um, or, or so I or so I imagine. 
Okay. One uh one quabble that I have with chapter four, and this is Ooh, a we're on chapter four. This Good. is a quabble Watch that I have Piranha. with any uh, movie stop. or television show stop. that does this. No, no, I won't. Cara Dune must have fists of fucking steel. She Hell does. yeah, dude. She, she can yeah. beat the shit yeah. out of Beskar. Which is why she's beating, is, the, she's beating the hell out of him and he's got a fucking Beskar yeah. helmet on. Yeah. Well, Beskar's really great against lasers and blasters. But probably not against, blunt force. Yeah, but not blunt force. Like like fists, I mean it's like hitting a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Okay. Unexpected marshmallow. Yeah, look, 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 look. Gina Carano can do no wrong. And she won't have a restraining order against me because she can whip my ass and I'll let her. Oh, oh you'll here let comes her. the restraining you'll, order. You'll no, let her. There won't be one because she, uh, she has nothing to fear from me. She would beat the shit out of me. And I would, I would take every punch, every kick, every hit, every swear, every, every, I give her, I, I would take anything she gave me. Oh, Gina Carano. Mm, Gina, call me. Call me. Oh my god. We need we need somebody. One of our listeners needs to go back through our back catalog <laughs> and figure out how many restraining orders we need to we come up with. We've lost count at this point. Wait, how many episodes have I been on? <laughs> I don't know. All all of those. Yeah, because timestamps would be good too. Because we're probably going to need it. Are you just trying to get more people to listen to the fucking show? Shh, don't give it away. Oh, Gina, listen to the show and call me. One of the things that is kind of getting, um, starting to wear thin are the kind of, these are, this isn't really a serialized show at this point. It's more episodic with kind of an overarching storyline between each episode. Right, And I think the okay. episodic nature of this show at this point was starting to wear a little thin on me the first time that I watched it. And it's starting to wear a little thin on me again the second time because it doesn't seem like there's a goal at this point. This, this third and fourth episodes is just basically him running and we don't know what his ultimate motivation or what he's trying to do at this point is. Yeah, I think it would have been helpful if they would have switched a couple of things around from later episodes and put them in a little bit earlier. Like the like the child and whether or not, you know, he's, the, he's a foundling, uh, part of the clan, like all that kind of stuff that's coming. If that would have happened in this last episode, because it was a great opportunity. Oh, where he goes and miraculously yeah, it, finds the uh, his his tribe all over again. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it would have been extremely helpful with the first time around when he's talking to uh, the armorer, the the blacksmith lady. And she's like, okay, so the horn monster is going to be your sigil. He's like, no, I can't take it because this child made it a not, not an honorable kill. And well, wait, how did a child do that? Right. Instead of saying an enemy, he could have said this kid. Well, how did this child do that? And then he explains it to her, and then she's the one who's like, wait a minute. He did what? What kind of child was this? And start asking questions. I think it would have made more sense if that would have been the, the case. Because later on, she's the one that tells him, like, you know, hey, there's all this stuff, and you got to go do it, and blah, blah, blah. And he's part of your clan, like, not to spoil shit if you haven't seen the movie but or the show, but there you go. I think that would have that would have helped give the show a little bit more direction. Because I think you're right. These last two episodes kind of meander a little bit and it's all just set up for what's going to come later. That's all it is. It's just set up. Oh, you never take your helmet off. Nope. Never. Okay. Uh, fucking, how do you know Gina Carano up? Oh, she was a fucking shock trooper. Okay. Was, was she a terrible shot too? <laughs> or, well, she was a rebel. I mean, obviously shock not. Right. At the time, Rebel, New Republic, yeah. yeah. Right, like as soon as she became a, like so, so like that's, I, like, I just think, like, instead of using these two episodes as setup, use them more as, um, do I want to say exposition? Like, uh, to continue on, to build off what the first two episodes did. And instead, 
we get these, which are good episodes. I'm not yeah. complaining about the episode. I think I think they're great. I think they're entertaining. Yeah, the stories but are you're tight. Right. I, I wanted you, you're kind of like you feel directionless. You kind of feel like you're podcasting with Rob. Like you don't know what direction he's going to go. He can go right. He can go left. He can go up. He can go down. Like nobody knows. You just hope he goes away. So no, no, always forward, never away. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the farmers, I think the farmers could have really used uh, some help a little bit sooner. Uh, you, you know, and when I was watching this episode, the first thing that came to my mind was, so where are the Ewoks to save you now? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Right. I don't think you know, the farmers you needed. You had the woods. Yeah. I don't think the farmers needed Mando or Kara. I don't think any of them died in that assault. Well, no, because they all hid behind their uh, right. impenetrable makeshift uh, barricades. No, that's not of- true because the farmers with the pointy sticks had to get out and and fight. Okay, but let's be. But that was just- after that was after they uh, killed the ATST. That, yeah. for the record, acted like a fucking sentient robot the entire well, time. There were. It was. I don't. What? There were people it, in it. They're pilot well, pilots. Yes, but but it act. Uh, yeah. Okay. What, what what do you mean it acted no I no please expound on this I I I want to get inside so, your head a little bit here So Rob. the way the way they the way they shot it it made mm-hmm. it seem like the ATST was was a creature right and not because necessar- it looked like a creature and not necessarily um actually piloted by two pilots Well how so I mean what what made it look like a creature Well just the way that like uh you it know walked? Well, no, no. I'm oh. saying like the way it was. For one, it was uh, just hiding Wait. off to the side, and then the lights come on, and it comes up, and and then it's. I okay, don't. But know. I think that's a. I think that's a directorial choice. I think so like, too. I, I, but I think it I understand just, what you're. I, I think I understand what you're saying, even though I don't agree with it. Uh, it's a directorial choice to make it look more menacing, uh, and make it okay. look like with the eyes red and right. it's supposed yeah, to yeah. look like a predator. Right. Yeah. No, I understand what you. I think I understand what you're yes. saying. I yeah, no, that's basically what I'm it. trying it's a, to get. It, it's a fucking vehicle. We all like we. It, there wasn't anybody watching that that went, "Oh my god, it's going to kill everybody!" Like everybody knew that eventually it's going to fall into the fucking rice paddy field, krill field, whatever the fuck it was. The krill pond, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there there's a good reason why there would be red inside the cockpit, and that's because they need light in order to see shit inside. But and red doesn't hurt night vision, right? Red doesn't right. kill your night vision. Mm. Also, uh, these marauders were all dog people. <laughs> so they, they look like fucking dog people. Like the leader at the, oh, like, so the beginning of the. I thought you, like the, the be- I thought you meant they liked dogs. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> they just love dogs. That's all. Love they take their like, dogs oh, everywhere: restaurants, boy. grocery they stores. Look like, they look like fucking dogs. Like so, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, and my daughter came down, and it's right at the beginning of the episode where the they come in and. They take all the shit, and then the last guy's there, and he turns around, and he screams or whatever, and he holds a stick up in the air, and I'm like, what? my daughter goes, it's a dog. <laughs> sure is, sweetheart. It's a fucking dog. Sure is. So why didn't so they 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 snuck into the camp? They they snuck into the to the dog people's camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, killed two dudes. Yep. Nobody knew that they were there still. Nope. Why didn't they go around and scout for dangerous. this too ATST? Too dangerous. How they don't know how many too, dog pe- they don't know how many dog people there are. But and th- so the instead smell, they go into the middle the of the sense of smell on a okay, dog, Rob. Is amazing. I got <laughs> you. Yeah. So instead they go into the center of the camp and decide to blow up their alcohol vats. Yeah. Piss them off. We all know dogs love getting lit. Yeah, dogs love beer, especially glowy beer. There you go. Glowy blue beer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, glowy, glowy krill krill beer. Gross. I don't know how you didn't know this, Rob. This seems like something very simple. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. What in the fuck did Kara shoot that guy with that caused his entire back to smoke? Hand, Hand cannon. Don't care. I don't care what she shot him with. She looked gorgeous doing it. Oh her God. blaster was set to stun. Her, her blaster was set to stunning. Oh. Smoking. Smoking. S- 
smoking. Yeah. And that was an awfully loud shot for like a pistol. Yeah, but it's not an awfully loud fucking shot for the damage it did. Jeez. (laughs) Right? And does nobody in the fucking universe have a goddamn fucking disintegrator except the Mandalorian? I guess not. Like, everyone loves that fucking gun. Didn't Apollo Creed say something about it? Yeah. He said that's an impressive whatever. Yeah. Then Gina Carano's like, I love Crowley. Let me see that gun. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. I missed that part. When when did she say that? Should go back and rewatch it. Do you have a timestamp? No, I don't. No, no. And it might just be my own personal copy that I made. <laughs> he, he he did his own I voiceovers. Say, yeah, I did my own voiceovers. For it. <laughs> a, Fan fiction. It's, a, it's the it's the Mandalorian Crowley cut. <laughs> I call it the Mandalovian. Oh my that's, god! Yeah, a, yeah that, was that was awful. Yeah, we'll cut. We we're not gonna cut that. No, I wouldn't so. cut that out no. either. That was just no. fucking terrible. Yeah, I apologize. Like oh apologize my god! Two apologies in in two podcasts. SP is gonna have a shit fit. I, his I, his I, mind I, is gonna blow. That's all right. His mind can blow, and he can still suck at squadron. So what the <laughs> fuck ever. Ouch! Ouch! We just lost a listener. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final thoughts. Uh, no. Gina Carano, call me. Yeah, maybe. Always, always forget. No, I I think this is. I don't. I'm not as excited for each episode as I was whenever it first dropped. Um, no, I'm still enjoying to be expected, them. Isn't it? Right, right. I'm I'm yeah. still enjoying them quite a bit. Um, maybe not quite as much as the first viewing, but I I, I still think they're pretty good. Yeah, I I think that it's it's worth going back and watching if you haven't watched it before or if you haven't watched it in a while, like I think it's good to take a couple of days, binge watch it before the the new season starts and just kind of refresh yourself with the material. I think that uh, here's the question that I have because star Wars uh, uh, as a whole started, what 40 some years ago, right? With, with uh, episode six. Yeah. So episode will this, four. Yeah. Four. What did I say? Six. Yeah. Episode four. Math's hard. Uh, will this, Will will the Mandalorian stand up in forty years? I think so. I I think so. I think the storytelling yeah. is tight enough. I think the yeah, I think the set design and the characters are unique enough, um, and they're not. I don't think they would be antiquated or anachronistic in the future. No. Yeah, uh, and I know we missed this in the news segment, but the LB One series is going to start filming March of next year. Yeah. I'll believe sure. that when I see it. Sure. It was, it was supposed, supposed to start, to start March this year, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I Well, yeah, but, you know, Rona. Well, it was no, also spark- not supposed Rona. to start fall of last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, look, they knew the Rona was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. What do you want from me? All I know is that, that that's another series that I think will stand the test of time because I think what's his nuts Ewan McGregor did such a great job in the prequels. Like he was the only part of the prequels that's watchable. Yeah. Is his, his performance. Even as, after as they Obi-Wan. fucked that character all to hell. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and he just announced it on the Graham Norton show uh, this last week that that uh, was going to be March. That's when they're going to start filming. So I'm looking forward to that. Cause I think that those, like I would much rather watch the Mandalorian or an Obi-Wan series that I would want to watch the last fucking two trilogies of the Skywalker saga. Like I have zero it, plus fucking solo was terrible. It's just an objectively terrible movie. This is, this is still even knowing going into it and not being nearly as excited for the episodes. This is still better than anything star Wars has put out in 40 years. Yeah. I'll agree with that. And I and I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One was real, really well done. I thought it was okay. The, I mean, but the re- yeah, the rest of it's kind of meh. Don't care. But I thought Solo was okay. I didn't like Solo as much as Rogue One, but I didn't despise it. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't. I just didn't like it. I just thought it was terrible. I thought it was very bad. And I don't know if it was the way the actor portrayed solo or if it was the backstory or if it was the way it was shot or what I just, it was eh, eh, didn't care. Yeah. 
Oh, one more thing before we get into the haiku. Um, he does get a heads up display from that scope. I, yeah, he does. Yep, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. I was going to mention that and I, it was in my notes and I didn't even. Yeah. Make Cause any he, notes. he went infrared and then, uh, on the scope and then in the yep. episode four or chapter four, uh, apparently four fine. Yeah, it had, uh, foot trackers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What the hell that is. So he 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 activated something in his helmet. Yeah. And then he was looking around with the scope, and then he started playing with the scope to dial it in. So yeah, the two are connected. Yeah. Via via galactic Bluetooth. Galactic Bluetooth. All right, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week. I do. Uh, this one is titled drink up 50 he's legal baby yoda drinks bourbon it's hard hunting frogs <laughs> Wait, baby yoda drink bourbon chapter he four did, he did not drink bourbon it was broth that was bone no, no. broth no no that was that was bourbon <laughs> oh my because, god okay so he ordered mando ordered the the bone broth and then after after Manu, Mando walked out to go talk to everybody, Baby Yoda went up to the barkeep and said, look, give me the bourbon or I force, force choke you. Oh and God. the lady was like, oh, okay. And so did that. And then he comes out and then he's sipping his bourbon can while he watches you, Mando get his ass kicked. Look, why, how, I told you, cute? I told would, you I was going to shoehorn the the awards into my damn haiku. So Baby Yoda is drinking bourbon. Why a cute Baby Yoda wouldn't just use a Jedi mind trick to get the bourbon instead of threatening? Because it's evil Baby Yoda he's talking it's about. Evil. Oh, oh, he had to go ting. Have you, yeah. Yeah. Go ting. Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen that uh, picture? That yeah, screen yeah. grab? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, evil, evil baby. Yeah. You know what, yep. Gina Carano? Don't call me. Never mind. Like, if you're listening to this, you're going. He hangs out with these two. Like, I get yeah. it. I understand. Yeah. It's, it's fine. So that's all. These two. Wait, I'm not the one that's coming up with fucking Mando fanfic in the episode. <laughs> that's you two. <laughs> I don't what, know what you're talking what about. What fanfic did I come up with? It was bourbon in that about. bowl. Not bourbon in that bowl. Jesus Christ. Hey, he's 50. He's legal. You even said it last week. All right, Rob, what's the Mando kill count up to this point? Ooh. Oh, geez. You want the Mando kill count. All right. So for chapter three, chapter three, the Mandalorian was a little busy. Did you have this Um, written down somewhere else? No, no, I have it. Uh, he was a little busy. He uh, he killed 21 people. Damn. Out of the 45 that were killed. He's going to make a good dad. He's yeah. going to make a really good dad. He is. He is. So, and of those 45, some of them were in the flashbacks, you know, his parents getting killed and that kind of deal. There's a good portion of them that were his Mando friends. Um doing some killing. Well, now wait, we gun. didn't see his parents actually getting killed. We just saw right. an explosion. Well, true. Yes. And you can't as double count as, that either because I'm not double counting it. Okay. I'm not we'll counting see that more at all. Flashbacks in the, in the future. I'm not counting. You just said it, it counted flashbacks. No, no. I said, I said that doesn't count the flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks shouldn't count because they're, they're not flashbacks. They're not counting. And the only, the only time that a flashback would count is if the Mandalorian himself Killed it, and then I would count it once. What killed the flashback, or killed the no, people in the flashback? Killed the people in the flashback. How would that count? Because that's not because the Mandalorian killed something, but, right? Yeah, okay. He's a Mandalorian. Right, but but, you know, we what? don't need you to worry what? about it. He's a little. I, I tiny don't even foundling. know why I'm arguing. I know. I, I don't know why either. Yeah, whatever. You hey, let's do, go. Man. Let's go back. Let's move forward to uh, chapter four. Chapter four. Um, you know. He was he was all tuckered out from the other twenty one kills that he had, and he only got nine out of fourteen that were in That's the episode. 30. That's thirty in two episodes. That's an average of fifteen for these two episodes. Yeah. Right. Wow, you can math sometimes. Sometimes, it's, yeah. It's spelled math. So M I T H. So so. Uh, okay, great. Um, so 
right now the uh, the going trend is he has a high kill count and then he takes a day off and then he has another high ca- kill count and then he takes another day off. Okay. Um, What's the total kill count so far? Uh, all right. So so since Crowley can do math, you got twenty one plus nine, which is what Crowley? Thirty. Good job. Add some seventeen to that. Forty seven. Okay. Now add seven more. You're a fucktard. No, he can't that's do it. Not that's not how it works. It's close, but that's not how it works. I'm pretty sure the answer is you're a fucktard. Okay, great. So we're at fifty four. Fifty four. I said that. I said that. Kills. Oh, really? Because I thought you said fucktard, not fifty four. I did because you. But are. It was close. Yeah, it was close. It, I. It sounded the same. I. I apologize. Yeah. You should. So we're at fifty four. Do you All need right. more? I've got head lush. No. <laughs> No, no, you you can stop talking now. You're done, dude. The player was going to go to the widow, or whoever that little that lady was. Oh, she's oh, so man. She I was don't know. she was oh, trying to give she was trying to get into Mando's helmet. Yeah, look. <laughs> okay, that's pretty clever, Rob. It was. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clever. Yeah. Well done. Well, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get a restraining order for the widow because that's how clever that was. Congratulations, Rob. Thanks, man. Take <laughs> no, back all the it. evil so things hot. I was thinking. No. No, you're so hot, lady. You, I, I don't know you your name. You couldn't do I don't know it. Your you name. Do I don't it. want to look it up. I don't care. You know who you are. You played the widow in episode four of The Mandalorian season one. She was also in yes. Westworld. I don't watch that show, but I'm sure you were smoking hot there too. Julia Jones. Julia plays Jones. Omera. Oh, I was going to try to come up with something clever with the name Omera, and I can't, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just call me, baby. Julia Jones. Call me. All right. Call so we got Crowley. a double restraining a du- order episode. And we are doing well. <laughs> Next week, we're going to discuss chapters five and six. Uh, chapter five on a familiar desert planet. The Mandalorian helps a rookie bounty hunter who is in over his head. And chapter six, the Mandalorian is part of a crew of mercenaries springing from a convict from a prison ship. These are two episodes that I really don't like very much, but... These are probably the weakest two episodes, if memory serves. Wait, you don't like the prison ship episode? No. Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not at all. Huh. All right. Well, hopefully you like it this go around. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to, to revisit it. But that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Bix My Machete. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. Also, be sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Yeah, it was bourbon. I'm sticking by my answer. It's not bourbon. Like how many pages do you have shit written down on for each episode, Rob? Why don't you just put everything, like your haiku, the title for the haiku, the kill count, all that. Why don't you put all that on one sheet of paper? Uh, it's on one notepad thing on my computer. Well, Why did you have to look for it? I already explained this. All right, be in the all right. Outtakes. We'll talk to you next week. I do. I do indeed. Um, do you? <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I do. I, I totally forgot what the title of this one was. Oh, uh, my God. Are you trying to think of a title off the top no, of No, no. I, I have it written down somewhere else. Um, here we go. Oh, I called the... This one is titled Drink Up. Wait, wait, wait. So you, you put the title of your haiku somewhere other than at the top of your haiku. Okay, so I have the haiku written in my notes, and then I transferred those notes over into the haiku document that we have online, and that is where I put the title, because I came up with the title while you were ranting about Gina Carano calling you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't even, I can't even. 
right now. That is the dumbest way to fucking write a haiku I've ever. That's heard not normally how I do it. I didn't have the title originally, and then how I was did like, you not "Oh have shit!" The title. Because so normally the the title comes after the haiku. The title, the t- I come up with the title after I have come up with my haiku. So you don't have like a theme that you're trying to do for the haiku? Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's whatever inspiration hits me, and then it turns into a theme. You and know, then I come up with a title. Something tells me you come up with all of it about 15 minutes before you're Look, supposed to fucking read it. All right. So, for instance, <laughs> last week's... <laughs> I had Jawa crack as part of the haiku, but then I went, you know what? This actually sounds a little bit better. And so I went that direction and then made the title Jawa crack. There is legitimately, and I mean this with all sincerity, zero people listening right now that give a fuck. You know, that's funny because we are recording right now. We haven't put it on the website for people to listen. They listen in the future. Time travel works, but when they hear me, nobody knows how time travel works. Well, somebody does. They figure somebody. Oh my god, we are way too fucking deep into how the sausage is made. Just fucking give us your haiku. (laughs) All right, let's let's uh, let's uh, cut. Take two. Here we go. Yes, I have a haiku ready. Um, this one is titled (laughs) (laughs) "Fuck Off, Growly." <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can't wait to hear this edit. <laughs> All right. 